Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. I'm so happy that you're here today, and I would like to invite you to take your Bibles and meet me in the Old Testament in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 1. And today, let's talk about mission possible, not mission impossible, but mission possible. And let's open up today in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the scriptures, that they would be alive, and that we can consume the scriptures just as we would consume natural food for our body, that we can consume your word for our spirit. Now, Father, we thank you for the strength and grace that we will receive. We give you all of the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And around the world today, we all say, Amen. Praise God. Now, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Now, Habakkuk the prophet has spoken to the Lord in prayer concerning his observations of the people of God, the natural decay of, of the practice of the law the degradation of the of the nation with morals and with ethics and with biblical values and he looks at the situation and he basically tells the lord you know lord it's not looking good here uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, america over the decades over the years there could be times you know i've read old articles from the 1960s 1970s where ministers back in the 1960s said, America is finished, it's too sinful, uh, God's done with America. But how many of you know, they were wrong. God wasn't done with America. God was still working on America, still is working on America, still is working in the church. And they just got it wrong, bless their hearts. So, you want to allow the Lord to speak to you, because when the Lord speaks from His Word and by His Spirit, you'll get God's perspective. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, in your devotional time with the Lord, while we do pray and we do seek God, always make sure that you give the Lord time to speak to you. Some Christians bless their hearts when they have their prayer time. It's just like one way only, and they're just talking all the time and praying all the time, and they never really stop and just kind of get still, maybe just gently pray in the Spirit and relax and still, you know, everything's prayed up, everything's good, but don't leave your prayer closet yet or your, your place of prayer. Stay there and just hang out. And just, you know, pray in the Spirit gently and softly, and give the Lord opportunity to speak to you, should He like to speak to you. And there are those times when the Lord does talk. And we see so many times under the Old Covenant, where the prophets would address the children of Israel with their worship of idols. And the prophets would really just break it all down and say, hey, look, Really, when it comes down to it, you're just worshiping a block of wood, and you guys over here, you're just worshiping a stone, and maybe you've decorated it, and maybe you've even put some gold or silver over it, but it's still just a piece of wood. It's still just a rock, and those, those things cannot talk or speak, but God is able to speak. Woo, praise the Lord. Let's make sure that we take 
opportunity for the Lord to speak to us and that's just giving the Lord time and maybe you just want to pull back and just pray in the spirit a little bit and sometimes the way the Lord can communicate to you is as you begin to pray in the spirit and an anointing of the Holy Spirit can come on that speak out that utterance and then ask the Lord for the interpretation of the tongue that you just spoke and he'll give you the interpretation and now you have the blessing of having received information from the Lord but he can also speak through the inward witness he can speak also through just his word coming to you Woo! praise God and when he does be ready to take it down now verse 2 then the Lord answered me and I believe he'll answer you also and this is what he said write the vision and make it plain on tablets now if you don't have a clear vision really you don't know exactly where you're going and that could be true in your life because you don't have a good vision concerning God's plan for your life and so you're just going through life living your life however it unfolds so you need to have vision so you can do the things specifically that God wants you to be involved with and to accomplish in your life now it could also be said true for the same area concerning the church universally when you look at the church God's people around the world there is a global vision that God has for the church and if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit you'll find out that your vision sinks with the global the larger vision of the church and it's like a hand in a glove it's a perfect fit we're both going in the same direction because we're all in the same body which is the body of Christ so you need to know where the Lord is taking the church so that you have the joy and the faith that's associated with the real direction that you're going towards because if you think the, the direction for the church is doom and failure and defeat and that the devil wins well then you're not going to be very motivated to do much for the Lord you'll probably just throw your hands up and say why even try for all if our destiny is to lose why are we even doing all of these things so you need to have what the right vision and it's it's very very essential in your motivation to carry out the assignment that God has given to you let's continue on write the vision make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it in other words you need to be able to run read it it needs to be light small quick and efficient this is not a book this is just writing out a vision maybe by getting a piece of poster board and if you don't use images you could even really boil it down by writing it out on a postcard praise God maybe put it on a postcard the written vision and on the flip side of the postcard you could put some small images that way you can see also the vision of the things that God has placed within your heart to accomplish and if it helps you put it on a larger board but either way you need to have a clearly refined vision that way you can see number one the most important thing number two come on down that line why you know where you're going with the clear vision okay write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it for the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it will speak and it will not lie so the vision is for an appointed time you're going to get there the vision will come to pass 
always along with your faith incorporate patience we possess the promises of God through faith and patience and some believers they can be very zealous in their faith and they can try to get to some places prematurely that they're not yet ready for and even if they think they're ready there there are things that God he's not yet opened the door maybe for unknown reasons so in times like that you just have to wait on God don't try to rush the Lord just enjoy the journey but know that that appointed time will come because if you try to force that door open and get into that place before the timing of God you're going to have nothing but difficulties and they will all be difficulties that were 100% unnecessary they could have all been avoided by going in at the right time and when you go in at the right time it's <coughs> excuse me <coughs> it's smooth it's um it has a, a real flow to it and you will go in with dignity and strength but if you try to get there prematurely most likely and I would say 100% of the time it's everything associated with the uh, with it of going in prematurely it will have a struggle connected to it so let's get there at the right time and that way we can really enjoy it for the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it will speak and it will not lie though it tarries wait for it because it will surely come it will not tarry so hang in there just keep praying keep sowing keep worshiping the Lord keep obeying the commandments of God keep moving forward every day you're getting closer and closer and then boom you hit those breakthroughs and before you know it you are standing in the place that once was a written statement that was out on a piece of paper and that you verbalized and you expressed your faith and took it to heart and you kept the good profession of faith and now because you hung in there now you reap the rich experience of living that reality Woo! praise God you know we're in a season right now where some things that have formulated in our hearts they are now being required by the Holy Spirit to be spoken out okay be very very aware of that there's visions that maybe uh, when I say visions I'm talking about multiple point things that God has assigned you to do and for a season you've treasured it in your heart but there comes a place where you have to bring it out of the secret chambers of your heart why you're th this thing is really going to happen so for it to really happen it now must begin to move into a place where you actually start to speak it out and you'll actually have people bring it up they'll ask you hey are you going to do that what, what, what are you going to call that and you have to speak it out you have to now give an answer you can't just carry this thing internally you must now begin to put works to your faith and one of those works is evidenced by a strong profession of faith and you have to say not timidly or shy or sheepishly you have to say yes we are going to do that this will be the name of it 
And it, but if you say, well, you know, uh, yeah, we, we've been thinking about that, but uh, I, I, I don't know. No, no, no. You have to be strong. Okay. You, you just can't keep this parked in the secret area forever. It has to come out and you have to give name to it. You have to call it and your faith will work better if you do it boldly. So say, yes, we are going to do it. And this is what it will be. This is what it will be called. Uh, or, you know, this is where we're going or whatever the case might be. And you have to do that. Why? That's a part of identifying the vision so that those who run can read it. They can see it. Oh, they say they're going to do this. Well, Pastor Stephen, if I do that, now I put my name on the line. Yes, yes, that's just a part of faith. I mean, if you're really believing this and you're not just toying around or playing around, you really believe it. Yeah, there comes that time where God will. He will just pull it out and he'll send somebody to you to ask the question and you can't hide it. You'll find out oh, I can't hide it anymore. They're asking. They're all starting to ask. What am I supposed to do? I'll tell you exactly what you're supposed to do. You are supposed to say it. Declare it. Let them hear it. Let God hear it. Let the angels hear it. Woo. Praise God. Say it. Praise God. And the more you say it. You'll start to get comfortable with it. You'll be like, yes, we are going to do this. I've had this in my heart for years, and I've been believing God, and I've been praying on it. But yes, I'm going to start saying it now, because I truly believe this shall come to pass. Hallelujah. This is not just some kind of a pipe dream. This is not playing around with make-believe stuff. This is the power of God. This is the Word of God. This is God's plan for my life. The Lord will be glorified through it. Yes, I now begin to uh, uh, just announce it to the world. Hallelujah. And, you know, that doesn't mean maybe you have to, uh, like, announce it or put it in the paper. But all I'm saying is that if you're asked, yes, respond in faith and say, yes, this is what our goal is. This is our vision. This is where we're going. Mm-mm. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That actually is promotion. Woo, praise the Lord. You're getting close. You're getting close. Now, the Lord did speak to him. He shared, the, the, and the, you know, the Lord understood what Habakkuk is seeing. He understood the backsliding. He understood all the sin. Oh, yes, God, God saw all of that. But at the same time, God still knew that, hey, he made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He has made covenant promises to Israel. He has made promises to David. And so all, although things look pretty harsh, God still has a plan. And you need to understand that. Now, let's jump into this. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. Look what the Lord says. For the earth will be filled. Not might be. Not we hope it will be. No. This is a prophetic, pre-programmed event it is going to happen and there is no demon in hell that can stop it there is no doubting pouting church scholar critic who can say well we just don't really believe that's going to happen no they're wrong let me tell you today it is going to happen if the Lord said it there is nothing in this earth that can stop it from coming to pass and verse 14 will be fulfilled now for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Wow. Against all odds, against the nation with all of its problems and the surrounding nations that are all too happy 
to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Wow, despite all of that, this promise is still there, and God is going to perform it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's an awful lie floating throughout many of the evangelical churches in America. Pastor Stephen, what could that be? Well, I would call it a wrong vision of the church's position in the end times. What is the lie? Not that it's proclaimed as a lie at such, not that people would be intending to mislead, not that pastors would be trying to misinform their congregations, but nevertheless, they can say things under a wrong spirit that give people a wrong vision, which deflate them inwardly for want from wanting to do the work of God. What is the lie, Pastor Stephen? I'll tell you what it is. It's those that think the church is going to go out in defeat. And I'm here to tell you that the church, which is you and I, the church around the earth, the church is absolutely not in any way going to go out in defeat and failure. Mm-mm. Well, Pastor Stephen, I thought it's going to get worse out there. It is for the world, not for God's people. Not for God's people. You have a covenant, and the covenant exempts you from all the awful things that can touch those who have no covenant. Thank Psalm 91. Thank Psalm 91. Covenant of protection. Protection against coronavirus. Uh, swine flu. Pig flu. Bird flu. Snake flu. You know, bat flu. Whatever it is. There, there is a covenant that God's people have that regardless of the shakings in the health, in, you know, in the health sector of diseases and things like that, or economic ripples that can go at times, and these ripples are caused by fear that would go through the earth. And now because so many nations are linked together economically because uh, even if something is made in America, it may be, may be produced over here, and suppliers from around the world are bringing that in. So, and that works in, in a web of connection all around the world now, with many businesses all over the world. That if something happens across the Pacific that is detrimental to a nation, that can have an economic impact even here. But, but covenant people, covenant people will never go down. Mm -mm. I'm here to tell you today that the church will not end in defeat. And if you have bought into that theology, it's not true. It is a wrong vision of the end times. The lie continues. And preachers wouldn't, they wouldn't say this because they know it would be wrong, but they think it nevertheless. What, th what is that thought, Pastor Stephen? It's another lie. What is it? It's that the gospel, it just couldn't prevail. Yep, end times are too bad. Everybody's going to go to hell. Just getting horrible out there. Church is falling apart. You know, Christians are leaving the faith. Yep, um, the, go the gospel just couldn't cut it. Just wasn't powerful enough. And all in all, Satan won. No. No, that is not the end times that are prophesied in the Word of God. Now, I know others have taken scriptures, have twisted them due to their limited understanding, and have thought that in the end times, the Antichrist is just going to come in and behead everybody. 
No, that's not going to happen. Mm -mm. There will be those in the body of Christ walking in such glory, such anointing, such strength, such protection, such, such grace, that there is no enemy on the earth who can harm them. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. The lie is that Satan will win, and the church will just have to, well, the church will be so defeated, it'll have to be just raptured out, because the church is just so messed up, it'll have to be raptured out. No, I'm not denying the catching up of the saints. That's clearly revealed in Scripture. I'm, I'm big on that. But the church, when we do go out, we're going out in victory. We are stepping off on top. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Where, where do you get things like that from, Pastor Stephen? Well, I get them from all over the Bible, but especially Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. That doesn't even, to me, sound like a defeated church. It sounds to me like a church that is spreading the Great Commission all over the world. Mm -mm. Wrong vision. Wrong vision, you pull back from the Great Commission. Wrong vision means you do not engage the Great Commission. Praise God. Now, let me say this today. If you get behind Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, if you get behind God's vision, He will get behind your vision. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Now, notice, watch this. I, anybody out there watching me today, I know there, I know there's a lot that would be businessmen or businesswomen or those in ministry, I'll speak to ministers also, or those with the product. Now watch this, watch this very carefully. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. By the way, the waters covering the sea, every part of the sea is covered, even if there's water, even if there's mountains or the Mariana Trench, or these deepest places that are in the ocean. Well, it doesn't matter how deep they are, they're still covered. It doesn't matter how deep those trenches are, they're all filled up. And you know what? There are so many underwater, you know, mountains and things like that. Now, if it's sticking up above the water, that's not really considered like an underwater mountain, that's considered an island. But we know islands in many sense, all you see is the top part sticking up. But outside of that, unless it's sticking up and out, everything else, it is covered. So that means complete coverage. So watch this. The earth will be filled. Okay, God's vision here is for the earth. Oh, what does that mean? It means it's a global vision. Pastor Stephen, how come you don't call your ministry Stephen Brooks, North Carolina? Because I refuse to limit my ministry to one state. Well, why would you do that? Because, because God refuses to limit the gospel to one state. The gospel, the Great Commission, is for the whole world. So I know that if I connect with God's vision, the vision that He gave me, that anointing will come upon me to do something that's what? Not just local. Mm -mm. Okay, businessmen, businesswomen, you have a product. Maybe you sell something. And I'm just here today to tell you that if it will work in your city, it will, if it will work in your town, I don't care if it's cupcakes, 
or kangaroos, raising kangaroos. I don't care what it is. If it will work there, it'll probably work in Australia. And if it will work there, it will probably work in Taiwan. And if it work there, it will probably work in Canada. And on and on it goes. If you connect with God's global vision, watch him touch what it is that you do. And your vision can expand internationally. It can become a global aspect. Woo, praise God. Not just local. Not just local. I saw on the internet a man in Tel Aviv Israel that he offers classes classes on how to learn Hebrew and so if you want to learn you know the speak conversational Hebrew then you don't have to go to Israel you don't have to fly to Tel Aviv you just turn on the internet because if you make a payment and you sign up for his classes he has classes at certain times because he's speaking to people in many different time zones and you can gather together on the internet with an internet chat and he brings all of these people in and they all listen to him and then they all practice even with each other conversational Hebrew that way you're not just listening to him talk but you begin to get involved and as many of you know if you want to learn a foreign language Immersion is the best way. In other words, the more you speak it and the more you're involved in it, the more it's going to stick and the more fluent that you're going to become. So he has he has people from all over the world that are wanting to learn conversational Hebrew. So there's people from all over America. There's people from Europe. There's people from all over the world that are in those classes. What's going on? He has a global business that's based out of his studio, you know, condominium that he lives in. Woo, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I would submit to you that if you will tie in with God's vision, which is for all the earth, that His anointing and grace will touch your vision. If you have a product, ministers, if you have a ministry, woo, hey, you may start in your backyard. You may start out on the streets of the local city that you live in. But when you tie in with the Great Commission, you realize, hey, it's it's great. It's it's big. It's global. And just say, hey, Lord, I'm all in. Because that same message of salvation that will save the drug dealer on the street, you know, uh, you know, maybe in your city. Hey, that'll save the, that'll save the same drug dealer on the street of London. It's the same message. It's the same anointing. It's the same gospel. Woo. Woo, glory to God. I'm just telling you today that if you'll push God's vision, which is to get the knowledge of the glory of the Lord throughout the earth, I am telling you, He will, not might, He will get behind your vision. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't see why we should even try because it's just all going to end with a big explosion. We're all going to get nuked. No. I'm not saying that there might not be a war or something like that, but I'm just saying wars, bombs, earthquakes, whatever on, you know, weather patterns, hurricanes, all I'm just saying, keep going with the Lord, stay on task. And when you are in your thing with the Lord, there is an element. I'm not the only minister that says this. There is an element of invincibility 
because you're in Christ you're doing what God's called you to do not looking to the left or right not turning around like Lot's wife trying to look back with longing for the sins of the world you have run and gone on with God hallelujah and it's your whole focus Mm, 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 mm. true story I actually taught and preached a message in Oklahoma Tulsa is actually outside of Tulsa I can't remember the, na the name of the suburb but I actually taught a message in the church while a tornado was spinning around uh, the, the tornado was actually going around the church building while I was preaching on the inside. And then it went on top and spun on top of the church building. Not one person was hurt. Not one roof shingle was pulled up. And it, it, what did it sound like? I'll tell you, it sounded like. It sounded like a freight train going around the church at full speed. Just uh, the noise was phenomenal. But you know what? We leaned into the Lord in the miracle faith. Now, the gift of faith is not your normal faith. It is a supernatural faith that can come on you, empowering you to believe in a way that you normally couldn't get into. But the gift of faith was on me. The gift of faith was on the host pastor. The gift of faith was on the entire assembly. And nobody got up and ran out. Probably wouldn't have been a good idea anyhow, uh, unless you wanted to go for a wild ride. But you know what? This tornado was even confirmed. It was confirmed by the, they told me later by the National Weather Service that it was right. They pinpointed it was right on top of the church. And we just went through it completely unscathed. And on the, on the way there, you know, we were beginning to hear the, you know, tornado sirens going off. And that part of the country is what we call in America, Tornado Alley, anyhow. Tornado and, you know, softball-sized sized hail, that's very normal for that area. But let me tell you something else. There was one of my ministry partners, a real strong prayer intercessor. She came, she came to the meeting also, but she was running late because of work. And she drove to the meeting, and uh she just got under the anointing of the Holy Spirit as she was praising the Lord. And the more she praised Him, the more she praised Him, she just kept on driving. And before you knew it, she was walking into the church building. She walked into the church building, and I was preaching. And, you know, we had a good time. The pastor told me later, he said, Stephen, he said, I was shocked when you turned to the people in the wheelchair and pointed at them. And he said, every person got up out of their wheelchair and walked out of them. Woo! Mm -hmm. Woo! Glory! Glory, 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 glory. I'm telling you, that anointing, God's anointing to come all over you, get behind His vision. Well, that ministry partner of ours um, came into the church service all happy and stuff like that. And later, because she came in late, they had already blocked all the roads off and stuff like that. Later, we asked, we asked her, how did you get in? How did you even get here with all the roads blocked? She said, what do you mean roads blocked? She, we said, you know, with, with the tornado at the church, right over the church. And it stayed there for, it, it, it appeared for about 45 minutes, this, these, this shaking was going on. I mean, it was phenomenal. And we said, how did you even get inside the building? She said, tornado? She said, uh, siren? She said, no, I didn't catch any of that. She said, I do vaguely remember like a flashing lights everywhere. She said, honestly, she said, Stephen, I was so caught up in the Lord. 
She said, I got so caught up in praising God that I, she's like, I was just totally out of my mind. I don't know. I don't even know how I got there, really. She said, I just remember, walk, just got there, praising God, just got there, walked in, and walked into the glory, walked into the service. She says, powerful. She says, I don't remember anything going on outside, but outside there were police blocking off roads. There was like pandemonium. But my friends, if you'll just get into the things of God, get into God, get into his vision, and you just go on. You just go on. You just go on. It doesn't mean you may not witness some things and see some things, but even as the psalmist said, Psalm 91, though a thousand may fall at my, at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, it will not come near to me. Well, Pastor Stephen, you just never know. No, no, I know. I know. It will not come near me. And it will not come near you either. Praise God. Hold to the word and serve God. Serve God. Connect with the global vision. Connect with the corporate vision. And God will bless your vision. Dare I say, your vision can go global. Shout yes if you're wild enough to believe that. Shout yes. Well, Pastor Steve, well, what they need anything I've got over there in Russia? Well, maybe you should just keep it local. But if you have faith and you realize the weight and the value of what God's doing, of winning souls, Oh, then God will get all, all over your vision. And the next thing you know, you're traveling, you're traveling, you're traveling. You're traveling. You're going. You're, uh, you're, you're expanding. You're expanding from this state to that state, from that state to this country, from that country. Now they wanted it in that country. And before you know it, it's just, it's just going all over the place. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. But if you think the devil's going to win, you know what? You're just going to go hunker down in a tribulation cave somewhere and load up on am- ammo and you know, end time food supplies and stuff like that. And, and I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything negative about guns or even food supplies. I'm just saying that's not my focus. My focus is get the lost one, stay on task and you'll never go hungry. Even if God needs to multiply, you know, food, you know, you, you'll just, you'll always be okay. If you do things God's way and work his methods. And one of those principles is push his vision, and he'll push yours. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Mm, what is that? That's the full gospel message. That's the whole enchilada. That's casting out demons in the name of Jesus. That's laying hands on the sick in the name of Jesus, and they shall recover. Woo, that's being filled with the Spirit and speaking in new tongues. No, we're not going to go out there and give people a half loaf of bread and say God will save you, but then he'll let you suffer and get, get the daylight speed out of you for the rest of your life. No, no, that's not the full gospel. That, that's the half-baked gospel. Present to them the full gospel, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, pushing it out. Full gospel, charismatic, Pentecostal. Tongue-talking, word of faith, signs, wonders, miracles, the prophetic, the apostolic, glory to God, and nothing less than everything that Christ purchased for us to walk in, including the apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, teaching, and pastoral, all of them, all of them, hallelujah, all of them, everything, miracles, dreams, visions, 
Hallelujah. All of it. Praise God. The fullness of the knowledge of the Lord. Push it all over the earth. Through the internet. Through satellite. Through television. Through books. Through literature. Through the printed page. Through every format that is available. And also in person. By going there. Hallelujah. Teaching. Training. Equipping. Laying hands on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get up and run with God's vision and your vision will be ignited with holy fire. Run with God's vision and angels will fill your sails and push you forward with jet engine velocity. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. If you want on if you want in on this say Jesus right now say Jesus Anoint me, help me to push your vision to the ends of the earth with the full knowledge of your glory. Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The anointing's coming down right now. We're going to need aircraft. We're going to need ships. We're going to need printing presses. We're going to need to put satellites in space. We don't need to be running away from the devil and hiding in the cave. Praise God. We need to stay on task. Stay on the vision. Pastor Stephen, that's for the millennium. Stop making excuses like that for why the gospel should not be preached. All of the church missionaries throughout the glorious history of the church did not buy into this. We're going to just go out and be destroyed. No, they laid their lives down. Why? They believed these verses. Take the gospel. Do something about it. Get up. Get on it. Get moving. And they went and they did. And I say this. Just as Habakkuk saw the people of Judah, the nation of Judah, in a place of great decay, in a place that looked like it was almost irreparable, unrecoverable, God restored. God restored. God said, I'm not done yet, and the best is yet to come. And my friends, look at the nation of Israel today. Look at the technology. Look at the blessing that it is to the world. Oh, praise God, the cures for diseases coming out of that small country. The genius of technology and that is just robotics that are coming out of that nation are just phenomenal. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank goodness they didn't buy into the lie that we're done. Although the world wrote them off. Praise God. Hallelujah. There were some Gentiles. Yes, there were, there were some in the church that said, no, God's not done with Israel. They were right. In 1948, we saw this begin to be played out. Hallelujah. And my friends, the glory of the Lord is rising on you, not setting on you, rising. You are rising. You're not going down. You're rising. Praise God. God is going to move in a glorious way in this nation. The best is yet to come. And I, I do set my heart in full agreement that all of the stadiums, that are out there for sporting events, collegiate stadiums, professional stadiums, they will be one day, one day filled to capacity with gospel events, revival events, ongoing moves of God. 
and the largest stadiums will eventually not be able to hold the, the people that will gather together. We are just on the very entrance of this right now, but we are going in all the way, all the way. And we're going to take the knowledge of the glory of the Lord all over this world, all over this earth. We're not retreating anywhere. We're going, but we're going forward with this message. It is worthy of it. It is the greatest message that could be ever shared. It could be ever shared. And the church is going to have kingdom provision pour in on unprecedented levels. And God wants you to be a person that he can flow tremendous provision to, to finance what? To finance Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. Mm-mm. Praise God. Praise God. It will be seen that in the last days, the church has the answers. And that the nations of the world, the nations that didn't yield to the movings of God, those nations will just become so, they're just like, the things will so overwhelm them of problems and difficulties that they will look to the church and say, we, you have so much light, you have so much glory, and we're going to have to, we're going to have to seek you know, uh, you because of the knowledge and, and the anointing and the solutions that you have. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So my friends, very briefly, I have outlined to you briefly some things for your personal vision, as well as a clear picture of the corporate vision of where Jesus is taking his bride, the church, a place of unspottedness, a place of no wrinkle, a place of great authority, a place of great beauty, a place of great holiness. God's not done with England. God's not done with Europe. The continent that in so many ways was used by God, Germany, England, these beautiful nations that preached the gospel to the world and sent missionaries to America and sent missionaries all over the world. By no means is God done with Europe and the gospel light will blaze again in Europe. Oh, Pastor Stephen, it doesn't look good. It, it didn't look good for Habakkuk either. But God came basically saying, I'm fully aware of it, but I'm not done yet. Watch what I'm going to do. And we're going we're gonna to preach the gospel all over Europe. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to be a part of doing our part of taking it to the world. And I know that for Stephen Brooks International, God's got, he's got, a, he's got plans for for Europe, a lot of plans. And me and my wife, we've been to Europe often. I'll be in Europe in just a few more months. Uh, but I tell you, there's more. There's more coming. Oh, oh yes, we're going to hold our own here in America. We're going to continue to expand and grow in America. But we're going to take the gospel in a great way to Europe as well. It burns. It burns in my heart. Hallelujah. And, I, and the Lord Jesus appeared to me one time and told me some things about the role that this ministry has in the wonderful nation of England. And we're going to do our, our best to fulfill that mandate that Christ gave to me in a one-on-one -on -one conversation that I had with him in a vision. Woo! Woo! Glory to God. Amen. So let's all do our part. When you do your part, it will mesh and sync with the global vision. Praise God. So trust the Lord. Trust the Lord to make your vision broader and expand. I dare you to believe that, we'll go, that it would go multinational, just like his vision is, which is global. Father, I bless your people. Let your fire burn in them. 
let them say this is not a mission that's impossible this is a mission that is possible and we will lay our lives down for the fulfillment of it thank you father God that great will be the rewards of those that give their all to your vision father we give you praise you're going to bless their vision father we give you praise we give you praise bless them seal this in their hearts in Jesus name we all agree and say amen praise God we're going to take holy communion together please grab some grape juice and some unleavened bread if you're watching today's program you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior he stands right now in heaven at the right hand of the Father arms open wide to receive you all you have to do is turn from your sin and confess him as Savior and Lord would you like to do that right now let's do it together let me pray for you please pray this after me say Lord Jesus I come before you as a sinner but I know you died for my sins so Jesus come into my heart wash all of my sins away I give my life completely to you right now Jesus write my name in your book of life Jesus thank you for saving me I thank you for saving me in your name I pray amen and amen and my friends the Lord has heard that prayer and you now belong to him let us all take holy communion together father we bless the bread and the juice we consecrate it this is now set apart as holy this is the flesh this is the blood of Jesus when we look at it father with our natural eyes we see a little wafer we see grape juice but we know that this is the body and the blood of our Savior father we thank you so much for Jesus we thank you so much for allowing us to participate into this great vision a global vision thank you father God we thank you father we thank you for the body of Christ and as we receive his body we just say we're all in say that as you partake of this say I'm all in to God's vision amen let's receive the Lord is establishing kingdom relationships and connections right now they're very important invest strongly into divine connections don't let them fall apart when I say fall apart I, maybe a better word would be don't let them uh, be become neglected there are some relationships where you need to meet have meals have fellowship talk those type of relationships take care of those develop those build those because you're going to see within two or three years they were vital to getting to making things work so that you get into where you're supposed to go there is kingdom connections that are very very important it may seem like maybe it's not that much cooking but coming together it's like nitro and glycerin there there be explosive in their own way at the right time so so really uh take care of those divine friendships and connections and relationships praise God Holy Spirit will highlight to you what it is I'm trying to convey through that certain people they'll come up before you you'll, you'll see them right now father thank you for the blood of Jesus washing all of our sins away so that we stand before you clean and pure father we just give you all of the praise we thank you that our sins and our iniquities you remember no more we just give you all of the praise thank you that you're so good to us thank you father father we thank you for touching our vision we bless you in 
the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's receive the blood of Christ. In closing, be prepared. It's time to make the bold profession. People are going to come up to you and they're going to pull out of you through a question what it is that is part of the vision. Maybe you've only written it down. It's time to start talking about it, even at times publicly when it's inquired about. Hey, what are you going to call that? Hey, what are you going to build over there? And see, you already know. You've been praying on it. You already know. Okay. Hey, you're going to start a new business? What are you going to call it? See, you already know. Tell them. Well, I, I don't know, Pastor Steve. No, say it. Say it. It's time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That is part of, of crystallizing the vision. And that's part of seeing it come to pass. Woo, glory to God. My friends, the Spirit is here. God is moving. We are in a new era. We are in a new season. This is the golden era of the church. Get up and attach with all of your heart to God's vision. You'll never regret it. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.